Yeah, what's up? What's good? It's your boy Ant. It's your boy Hollywood Henny. And welcome to another episode of the Twin Towers Podcast. Yo, Henny, what's, what's, what's good with you, man? What's been good with you since our last episode, man? Everything's still the same. You already know, man. Everything good. Everything gravy over my way. How you? Feeling good. Feeling good, man, you know. Uh, like I said last show, adapted to a new diet, you know what I mean? And you know you're still doing your health thing, man. You know, health is wealth. You already, we're we, we not getting no younger, man. We got to take care of our temple. Yeah, no doubt, no doubt, man. I'm trying to preserve my hairline, dog. Nah, you might as well cancel Christmas. <laughs> nah, see, don't say it like that, man, because the new listeners and everything, you're going to think my junk evaporated. My junk is still here, man. My hairline is here. Hey, man, bro. listen, man, you content with yourself, man. It don't matter <laughs> what nobody think about you. They might they, they might not never see you, you feel me? <laughs> hey, hey, look, the hairline is still there, man. But, um, you know, oh, oh, yeah, let me announce before we get into the, we got a guest today, Mr. Nat Hillier. Before we get into that, we um have a raffle to announce that'll be live when y'all hear this on Friday. You know what I'm saying? Um, in conjunction, in partnership with Bye Bye Belly um, Products, Miss Keisha, we call her Key Dale, but y'all call her Keisha Oatman. Um, she's giving away a bonus box. What's in, what's including that bonus box is a 30 day supply of Flat Belly Fat Burning Drink Mix, 30 day supply of our Fat Belly Detox Tea. Um, skin tightening, cellulite smoothing lotion, slimmer essential essential oils that boost your metabolism and give your energy a boost. We got the fat detox boost circulation that reduces fluid retention, moisturizes and nourishes skin and improves your mood. We got 32 ounce cold beverage bottle. This kit will also help you lose 25 to 35 pounds and five to seven inches from your waist in 30 days. Her second place prize is um Seven day supply of fat burner juice, which targets the belly fat in the midsection, and a seven day supply of detox tea. Also, and if a man comes in second place, he win and wins the gut busters. And gut busters, I, I took gut busters myself, and I'm planning on getting another um gallon of it. And what gut, gut busters is good for, it removes toxins, improves heart health, improves sexual function, decreases appetite, and boosts your endurance and stamina. You know what I'm saying? I lost a couple of inches off that myself off the first time, so I'm hoping the next gallon is going to take a little more pounds off me, man. You know? So I, I you know, yeah, no doubt. So I, I am a user. Like, this ain't the stuff we just telling you, like, we use it and, and, and you know, it hurt, hurt. What did she say? She snatches waist. That, you know, that's a, that's a, that's a <laughs> now, now, now that's for the women. I'm not out here being a sassy ass nigga saying I want my waist snatched. I'm not saying that. Now that's for the women, you know, but she's letting y'all know for the women, she snatches waist. You know what I mean? Um, you lose, you use any of that stuff? Um, Henny? come on, man. That's my wife. I got to support. No doubt. No doubt. Which, what, what are you a uh, big fan of? What you use? What's your favorite? Uh, if I had to choose one, I might go with the juice. The juice? Yeah. Okay. And then the gut buster. The gut buster. Hey, man, you want never, you want never that big though. Nah, but you know, like like you say, you can't promote or try to sell something if you never took the product. And plus, you know, it has some other good stuff too because it removes toxins. You know. Improve yeah. heart health. So yeah, it's, it's... I, I I tried it all. I like it all. But if I had to choose one, I choose the juice. Okay. But back to the second prize, you get juice or the tea. You don't get both. You get one or the other. 
Okay, yeah, yeah. Okay, I, I put that all in together. So y'all heard it from yeah. Henny. You get one or the other, and the men, yeah. if you win the second prize, you get the gut busters, which I've yeah. tried myself. Right. Um, and it'll be five dollar raffle, and that'll be go to K. That'll be dollar sign. You cash app dollar sign K T O nineteen eighty eight. The K stands for Keisha. I think in the T stands for those Tims, and then the O is for Oatman. <laughs> 1988 <laughs> yeah I mean, no i'm just i'm fucking with y'all man it's, it's dollar sign kto 1988 um five dollars to enter the raffle the raffle will be going on for a month we're going to end it september the 14th um twin towers also has a raffle i was raffling off some shoes i got a little feedback on that and, and you know it's only one size so it's not you know it's, i don't think it'll bring in, in, in enough money so i'm going to think of something else within the next this weekend while i'm off and um, hit y'all Monday with what I'm going to do. Um, Henny also has a giveaway also. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm going to have a giveaway. I'm not going to do the raffle. I'm going to let my co-host and my wife take care of the raffle. And for y'all niggas who don't win nothing, you might get the giveaway. You feel me? You, you, it's going to be a little work. You're going to have to do a little work, but you know it's free. No doubt. The work, research, all that. Got some bands coming in. We're uh, we working and getting on the shirts. We're not working on it. We're going to get the shirts. And... um. Yeah, we 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 keep y'all um plugged in on that, but just letting know the raffle is live tomorrow. We're gonna be posting on it, so when y'all see it, don't hit us, ask us no questions. Yeah, when the raffle start, when you see the motherfucking post, that's when the raffle starts. You there go, you go. You no doubt. Go ahead and get your cash apps ready. It's only five dollars, and it's like a five dollars. And what's and what's the value of all this, uh, Henny? What's the value? I was just about to, I was just about to say, the box itself is one fifty. That's just the box, right? You feel me? The, the Gut uh, Busters T is 45. I know that. The Gut Busters is 45. The Juice is 45. And the T is 35. No doubt. You can, and you can have all that for $5. $5. $5. And, and you can, you, you know, you don't have to just put your name in once. You know, you can put your name in more time. And it's going to be live. So, you know, and, and you know, everybody's trustworthy over here. A lot of y'all was in my cash app group. You know, we used to go live. Your names, when, when you get the cash up from her, I'm pretty sure she's going to put your name down. And we're going to have it in the bucket. You're going to go live with it. And, you know, you're going to pull out the winners. One, two, three. We're going to pull out the, we're gonna pull out the winners September 14th. No doubt. Live. We're going to be live. Live. Here. September 14th, live. No doubt. No doubt, man. Other than that, man, um, everything's good with you. Enjoying the playoff. I mean, not a playoff, but you're enjoying the return of the NBA, man. Playoffs is yeah, in tow. Before we, before we get into OG and that, I, I just want to say this, man. Right. Two weeks ago, you told me. The Bucks wasn't gonna lose nothing but two games in, in the, the playoffs. playoffs. Right. right, right. And I said they might lose in the regular season, but you're gonna say it's the regular season because you know that's how I am. But now <laughs> I don't think they won a game since you said that. You feel me? And I'm not even gonna bring it up. I just want you to keep in the back of your mind, like, damn, these niggas really lost, and it ain't even the playoffs yet. And and you can't say. They looking good. They just lost. Like these niggas, they got Giannis out of character. Yeah, he head button. He, he WWE head button niggas, man. He head button niggas, and and the Wizards ain't got nothing to play for, and they under your skin. I don't even know why the Wizards was invited to the bubble anyway. Nah, I don't know. And another thing, Dame Lillard looking. Hey, it's Dame time, man. Oh yeah, Dame is on fire. Dame is yeah. on fire. And matter of fact, they win tonight. You know, I, I think they get the play-in game against Memphis. Yeah. They, Check this out. We're not even going to speak on your Rockets, man. 
Russell, my boy, he Ooh. hurt. And did they say how long he's gonna be out? I'm how they talking. I'm thinking like the first two playoff games, but they said it depends on how he re, how his body react to the quad. Um, I guess to the procedure that they got to deal with the quad. Yeah, that's tough, man. We can't afford to lose Russ, man. Yeah, um, I already lost him for the first couple of games. Oh, see, that's 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 tough, man. So James definitely gonna have to go in, in crazy mode right now. That's that's a it's, big blow. It's, it's gonna be CP three revenge, man. <laughs> that's that's crazy right there, man. But um, yeah, we we gonna get into it. Uh, we our guest today is Miss Annette Hilliard. Um, if you're from the Wilson now, you know who Miss Annette Hilliard is. Business owner, um. She has an interesting life story she wants to share with us. And, um, you know, after this break, we're going to get right into it. You are appreciated. This for all my strong black women. This for all my strong black women. All my strong black. One more semester left. She ain't got a trip. She gonna get a job. She ain't got a strip. Plus she got a brain. That means she got a gift. Gotta walk the class. She ain't got a whip. But God got her. That means she got a lift. Her mind made up. She gonna be blessed and be successful cause she prayed up. All them sleepless nights grinding cause she stayed up. Soon as she walk across that stage, it didn't paid up. That's what ambition gets you. The benefit Fits of beneficial actions Get it yourself without you even asking LOL from all your dollars You the last laughing Made it through that road successfully without the traffic You knew not to question God So you forgot to ask him For help through hard times and struggle Cause you knew you passed it That's what ambition gets you Strong black woman, yeah she focused Strong black woman like she Oprah Never gave up when she was going through the motions When life threw a limit She made lemonade potent I know times change and got you frustrated But here's a song to let you know you are appreciated Hey, this for all my strong black women This for all my strong black women All my strong black Go get it on they own black women All my get it on they own black women All my strong black This for all my strong black women This for all my strong black women All my strong black Go get it on they own black women All my get it on they own black women All my strong black Women, this for all my strong black women. This for all my strong black women, all my strong black. Go get it on their own black women, all my get it on their own black women, all my strong black. Two kids, single mother, you ain't cry about it. Knew you wasn't perfect, you ain't lie about it. Did everything you could to secure your home. Kept guard first, you wasn't alone. Daddy wasn't round, but you feel the void. You made men out of little boys. Taught us everything that a man didn't Bought us everything that a man didn't Superwoman ain't just a song that Karen Wright wrote I've been around Superwoman all my life, bro And she was Superwoman to her kids, nigga I ain't gotta watch the show because I lived with her It's only right that she get acknowledged 30 years later then she went to college That degree she finally got it Ain't no doubt about it, she a strong black woman this for all my strong black women. This for all my strong black women. All my strong black. Go get it on their own black women. All my get it on their own black women. All my strong black. This for all my strong black women. This for all my strong black women. All my strong black. Go get it on their own black women. All my get it on their own black women. All my strong black 
women. This for all my strong black women. This for all my strong black women. All my strong black. Go get it on their own black women. All yeah. my get it on their own black women. All my strong black. Michelle Obama, that's a strong black woman. Oprah Winfrey, that's a strong black woman. Jada Pinkett Smith, can't forget her, that's a strong black woman. Taraji Henson, that's a strong black woman. Condoleezza Rice, Deborah Lee, yeah, that's a strong black woman. Hilda Riley, that's a strong black woman. Shea Quarter Mills, can't forget her, that's a strong black woman. This one here for all my strong black women, all my strong black women. Had to write a song to let you know you all appreciate Strong black women. All my strong black women. You're listening to Ant and Hollywood Henny of the Twin Tower Show. Hello? Hello, is this OG Annie? It is. What's good? What's good? What's good? You welcome to the Twin Towers Podcast. How you doing? I'm good. Thank you guys for having me. No problem, no problem. Um you know, last week it, it was a lot of stuff going on in, in our community and Wilson and you know Wilson all together, and um, we had spoke on some issues that was going on, you know, concerning the fourteen-year-old girl and how you had an interesting story, kind of similar to hers, not exactly like hers, but similar to hers, and you know, we felt like your story needed to be heard, man, for all the women that listen and all the young women out here, and um, so before we get into everything, go ahead and introduce yourself. My name is Annette Hilliard. I am from Wilson, North Carolina, raised here in high school. Um, and Wilson graduated from Beddingfield, as Aunt always likes to pick <laughs> on us. <laughs> I later went on to North Carolina Central. I have a bachelor's degree in sociology, and I currently work with a foster care agency. Um, so I license families that decide that they want to foster children in North Carolina. Oh, and also I am a blogger. I sell beauty products, and that's pretty much it. Yeah, you go. Why you're not going to give them the name of your blog and your your, your beauty products line? Oh yeah. Um. So my brand is Annie Man. Um. My blog is www. I'm I'm sorry. www. Annie-Man. dot com. It has been a minute since I blogged. Life changes. Got a little fearful of different things kind of got pushed back but i'm about to get back on it um in the meantime i've been working on my beauty products and pushing those which are lashes hairbands and i have a few other things coming in a few weeks okay so that's pretty much it okay no doubt businesswoman um so getting excuse me get into like how we was talking um get into how how you feel how can I say it? How can I say it? I don't. I don't even know how to word it right. Um, you coming up because you was a teen mother, correct? Um, yeah, that's correct. I was a teen mom. Um, I guess you 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 kind of want me to touch bases on. I guess a little bit of what I spoke about on your post. Or, yes. Yes. Um, so basically, what I kind of observed from the background looking in, and I was a little bit hesitant to actually respond to anybody's post concerning the 14-year-old because, for one, um, I work in a field where a lot of kids are molested at a very early age. I mean, I've worked with kids who have been sex trafficked um, at ages as young as seven years old. So when it comes to things like that, I kind of try to channel what I say and be careful because I don't want it to be misconstrued based off of anyone I know or just the fact that I kind of work in the field. 
Um, but pretty much my take on the situation was that um, I was saying under the post that I actually observed a lot of people saying that people knew that this girl was a certain age. Um, she looked like a 14-year-old, and then there were some people saying that she did not look like a 14-year-old um, because she had tattoos and she had a house arrest stand around her ankle and things like that. Um, so basically what I was saying is, you know, it's all about perspective. We all can look at the color red, but... To one person, it may be red. To another person, they may say it's burgundy. So I say that to say that, you know, looking at the girl, you know, to a few people like we talked about on the post, she did appear to be older than what she was, I guess, because they were looking at the fact that she had tattoos and the, you know, bracelet around her ankle. But they failed to realize that, you know, anybody can get those things done. People get tattoos at parties and hotels all the time, and there's no ID required. You know, that doesn't mean that her mom gave her permission to go out and get a tattoo right. or that because she had the ankle bracelet that she was already 18. You know, there are kids in the juvenile system that have to wear the bracelets and be monitored as well. And I think sometimes when people speak on subjects, they usually just touch the surface. You know what I mean? They observe something and kind of take off and run with it, and they really don't know what's going on in general. I feel, so for me, I feel like a lot of yeah, people you know touch on stuff and don't even know what the hell they're talking about. And like on this issue, like Henny, like Henny now, you know, you know, he has a, a daughter now. Henny, how do you feel like knowing that your daughter has to grow up now and, and the society and stuff like this is going on? I don't like it. I don't. I don't like it at all. I, I feel like everything OG said it was true, but I think what plays a major role. It's social media, and I say that because if it wasn't no social media and nothing like that, we wouldn't see her unless, you know, she was out or something like that, and you would have to holler at her. Like, you wouldn't be able to play with your thumbs and, and say things to her that you wouldn't say to her, you know, up close and personal. If you right. seen her or had a conversation with her, you probably would be able to tell, but, you know, Guys be so thirsty, and it's an easy come up, you know, because it's you're talking on the internet. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I, I still blame the guys. I you know, period. I, yeah. I blame the guys. I don't blame the mom as much as other people have been blaming her because, like you say, you can't you can't dictate what she do on a computer or on a phone. 24-7, you know what I mean? Like, she might she might be real computer savvy or technology savvy and have a burner account or anything. I feel like none of her family members had to been her friends, you know, for, for her to be posting what she was posting and saying what she was saying on her uh, on her wall and stuff. It's just a sad, sad scenario. Uh, yeah, I, I agree with what, what you're saying, but, um, I did not touch bases on whether or not I thought those guys was wrong. I don't think I said too much about that. However, you know, anytime we make the decision to pursue someone, even as adults, we kind of put ourselves out there and we don't even know what type of stuff that person is involved with. But as an adult, we're supposed to be accountable for our actions. So I say that to say at the end of the day, whether she was 21 or 14, if she had a lifestyle that was not conducive to something positive, I mean, it could have been affected regardless. And if they are adults and the outcome has been that she is a child, then, I mean, they chose to talk to her. You know what I'm saying? So they need to be accountable for it. Um, I can't say, 
anything in regards to blaming a parent because for me, I'm speaking on my own experience. I don't like try to jump out there and make observations based off of anything unless it's something that I have been through myself. So for me, I mean, I was pregnant at 14, so what I look like jumping on a, a post talking about her mom, it's her mom's fault. I had a great mother. Like, my mom grinds every day. Um, she was there. She was a disciplinary. She was very loving. Like, it was nothing to do with my mom. I was in my own self, like, in my own feelings, doing things that I knew I wasn't supposed to be doing to get attention from my pops because he was living a double life. And I just figured, okay, if I out, this dude going to eventually come and save me. But did a nigga come? No, he didn't. You know, later on in life, we ended up patching up things and became really, really close before he passed away. But I can honestly say my defined behavior had nothing to do with the way that I was raised. I grew up in church. I had a loving family. I had people that told me right from wrong, you know. And then there were people that were doing the same thing. I think I touched bases on this a little bit. There were people that were doing the same thing that I was doing that later on became, you know, a family. They were married before they had kids, you know. So it's like it's all in what your journey is, what God has for you is for you. That's what I believe. So, you know, in the beginning, it was hurtful to think about some of the people that I was running with or some of the things that I was involved with. I wasn't the only person taking part in it. But, you know, my journey had to happen for a reason. So some of us just got tougher battles. That's kind of what I look at it at. You know, and maybe my battle isn't the same as someone else. It doesn't make me better than the next person. But what it has made me realize is I can't speak on something that I have not experienced. So a lot of times when I see something related to teenagers or teenage girls pregnant or I can relate to it because I've been through it, you know? Yeah, uh, and you, you touched on saying something that's very important. Um, when you said that uh, a lot of stuff you did where you was looking for the love of your father. So fathers play a very important role in a daughter's life. Um, Henny's a good father to, you know, to see. I, I, I watched him and, you know, for his son. And, you know, I know for sure he's going to do the same thing for his daughter. So speaking, like when you was 14, he was out there running. Why? I don't know, because like you say, your da daughters are usually close to their dads and, you know, us, we, we're mama's boys. Why do you feel like your dad not being around made you act out in certain ways? Well, for me, it was a personal experience. Like, um, I had went to go visit him one summer. So, okay, first of all, he was being deceitful. So in my eyesight, I thought that my mom and dad were still together because my dad had a military background. So as a kid, like nine years old, I'm thinking, okay, my dad off work and he can't be around us because he's stationed in Virginia, yada, yada, yada. So, you know, it was an experience when my brother and I went to go stay one summer with him, and I spoke about this on one of my blog posts. You know, when I got there, I realized that particular day at nine years old that you know, him and my mom were not really together. My mom maybe had been protecting us and keeping some things from us that were not conducive to a kid to even talk about, you know, to protect us. So I don't blame her for not knowing that they really weren't together, but I guess I was just naive. So long story short, this dude told us he hired a lady to cook spaghetti. We go to the beach, him and the lady all hugged up kissing. So that was my first experience of seeing my dad with another woman. So at that point in time, like, I ain't gonna front. I developed a vengeance against me, and it was like, I'm gonna get them before they get me. I got a question. It's sad to say, you know what I'm saying, because I was only nine, but that's how I feel. Mm. Um, um, when you seen that, did you feel like, did you was you hurt, not because your dad was with another lady, but was you more hurt that you your pops lied to you? Um, I was hurt because I felt he was being deceitful. Um, I can say that was my first feeling of rejection. 
um, because I was feeling like he was choosing this other lifestyle before my mother and my, my brother, you know, um, and myself. So it was a bunch of feelings. And then later, like later on in life, I began to realize that some of my behaviors and some of my actions stem from my childhood, you know, and as an adult going in counseling and having to go revisit some things that you haven't even thought about and you pushed in the back of your mind you realize that it can affect your relationships with people because you haven't even taken the time to deal with it. You know what I'm saying? Right. So some of my feelings that I felt for my dad, I didn't talk about those with my mom until I was like, in my twenties, to be honest, I was just doing stuff just because I was like, yo, if I get in trouble, my mom gonna call him and tell him, maybe he gonna call me. Like, it was a point in time where we didn't even have a phone number for our dad. You know, how you got kids in North Carolina and you live in Virginia, but we got a contact, a relative to get in contact with you. Right. So, in my mind, I'm like, okay, so the very person that I think that I love of the opposite sex, which is my dad, has basically turned his back on my family. So, you know, at that point, it was like, shoot. Not being funny, but it was like, fuck these niggas to get money. <laughs> so, 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 check this out. When, when you was ripping and running at the early age and you found... I guess, you know, the one, what you thought was the one or the one who got you pregnant. Did you feel no, like... I didn't think he was the one. That was a fling. We okay. later on got in a relationship after I found out I was pregnant. Okay. Um. So did, you, did, you, did you, were you trying to, like, find love in an older guy to make that, like, not my dad feel, but make me feel love like how I'm supposed to feel love? Did you think? I'm going to get an older guy because a younger guy can't make me feel like that? I mean, well, yeah, because my son's, um, my oldest son's father is definitely older than I am, so I would say yes. Um, I wouldn't say per se I went after them knowing that I was chasing, you know, to find that father figure. It was more so I might, I just was attracted to older guys, but, you know, when you start to read books and become spiritual, you realize some of the attachments that you have are a result of some type of trauma or situation. And sometimes it's just like a spiritual thing and you just don't even really know why you're attracted to someone or something, you know, but it may stem from, like I said, something that has happened to you or, you know, maybe not even as a childhood, but like, you know, in your adulthood, your attractions may be caused by circumstances or things that you've experienced. So for me, I, I think I felt comfort and safety with an older guy throughout my life because a lot of times when I've dated older guys, they were more like protectors or providers, you know, as opposed to younger guys. But I really haven't really dated too many guys that were younger than I am. Only a few. But most of the guys I dated were fairly older than me. See, that's crazy. Cause I've heard a lot of a lot of women say that they like older guys, and which hints. You know, not not to bring up the fourteen year old girl um, and, and what she's going through, but why why do you feel? Not even speaking for your instance, and I'm pretty, you know, all your 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 women friends and your girls growing up. Why is it that? And some of them probably had different instances than you. They might have had their dad in the home. You know what I'm saying? So why uh-huh. do you feel like uh-huh. a lot of younger women like older guys? Like why? What's the stigma about it? Um. Well, I will say this, my friend that um. I would say my friends that did have their props in their life, most of them are really, like, straightforward and don't take no BS for no guys. Like, they knew what they wanted. A lot of my friends that had dads in their home, they're actually married. And, um, you know, pretty stable and settled. Um, not all, but majority. Um, okay. I don't know. I think it's like a, for, for us, for women, you know, guys tend to mature later than women. 
And once we experience things in life and we figure out what we want and we kind of get stable, I wouldn't even really say stable, but when we get our mindset on something and we know what our goals are and what we want long-term, I think sometimes we tend to date older guys because we feel like they're already on that level. It's not always the case, but in my personal experience, I can't speak for anyone else. I can say that out of all the guys that I've dated that were older than me, they all kind of had that fatherly kind of concept where, you know, if I needed something, I was taking care of whether it was something emotionally or, you know, anything in general. I think they're more in tune with what women needs are. Those younger guys, they, they are selfish. And they are like, <laughs> well, I so thought, it's I almost like you're raising came, your huh? own child. Man, listen, these dudes want somebody to raise them. I, I got an old son. I can't be raising nobody child. <laughs> I think the rule, the rules change now. Yeah, yeah. These, I think I think y'all women. Younger, these yeah. younger chicks are selfish. <laughs> I mean, I've heard like a lot of girls feel that it is their duty to, you know, take care of a man. Like, I, I, and I'm not speaking in terms of materialistic things per se. I'm talking about like everything emotionally, um, financially, you know, just in general, your kids. And things like that, like, I think I'm more cautious now in regards to the people that I choose to deal with on the level that I think may lead to something long-term because I've noticed that it is what you said. A lot of guys are looking for mamas just like we looking for daddies. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Um, It's weird. It's reality. Um, <laughs> and I might be wrong by saying this, and y'all can correct me because I know he ain't think he the love doctor or whatever. <laughs> but... Um, <laughs> I feel as though, like, the, the picking and swimming up, none around here. Or maybe these what guys that actually have a lot going for themselves are intimidated. I find a lot of guys are intimidated by a woman who's strong. And I'm not talking about a woman that's just saying, I'm independent and I can handle it. I'm independent, too, but there are times that I can't handle it. And I do need somebody to fall back on. But if I'm telling you what my needs are and you're moving slow, yeah, I'm very independent. And I don't need you, boy. But, but, so, but why why do you gotta why you why that sound like you rushing like if you telling your dude you know I need this that and the third and he he may just be like all right but you don't know that all right might be all right I gotta bust my ass this no nah, I mean no sir I mean if I'm telling you something multiple times then you still not catching it or if I'm telling you something upsets me and you continue to do it multiple times not even considering that we've already had a conversation about this. It's like, dude, I mean, you 12? Like, what's good? <laughs> well, uh, well, what, how do you... That, I'm going I'm to tell you about the dudes who, who I think who are, who say they're intimidated. I, I, some of them, I believe they are intimidated, and then some I, I don't think they really are. You know what it is? It, it's a lot of other women have made it so easy that really you don't have to work for none. That's, I, I, you know, I, I'm a firm believer that a lot of these dudes would be virgins if social media never came out. I promise Man, you. Listen. I promise you. I have just gotten to my 38-year-old life and understood what boundaries were probably about a year and a half, maybe two years ago, to be honest and to be transparent. And when I say boundaries, I mean like, bro, you're not sitting to Netflix and chill over here every other day because that's not what I'm looking for. And I think people feel like, you know, dating means like, I'm going to text you and be like, what you doing? I'm about to come through. And that's, that's what we call dating. And then we just don't fall in a relationship. Oh, uh, no, sir. Like, <laughs> that's not happening anymore. Like, 
maybe I should have been that way years ago because I talked to some of my friends who are stable in relationships. And I'm like, girl, you just not saying that. But for me, my time was a little bit slower. Right. So I'm not rushing anyone. I do know what I want now, though. I didn't know what I wanted before. I thought I knew what I wanted, but obviously what I wanted was what I needed. Mm. So my approach is totally different. Like, you know, when I'm dating someone, like, no, nah, you can't come chill over here every other day just to watch TV. We need to talk on the phone. We need to uh, have conversations that are not just via the phone. I need to talk to you in person. We need to spend some time together. Like, we really need to date each other. And I don't think people understand what dating is. Like, they just all say, let's get up, let's have sex. You know what I'm saying? If it's good, we're going to keep at it for a while. But when shit gets shaky and a relationship conversation come up, oh, but I told you I wasn't ready for a relationship in the beginning. Like, I don't have no more room for that type of stuff in my life no more. I definitely you know agree with saying? that. Nobody dates anymore. Nobody knows how to date. It's, it's more of they yeah, inbox you and then they see you know, oh, we go together. Like, yo, oh, what? <laughs> right. Yeah. And I have done that. Like, talk to guys via text and, or a guy and we ended up just chilling and then it's like, oh, so you my boyfriend, right? He my huh? And I'm like, oh, yeah, we go together because, I mean, we've been spending all this time so, yeah, we go together now. Right. It was, but, you know, <laughs> now that I'm old, I'm like, yo, but, I mean, I don't know. Like, it's just weird. I don't know what else to say about it. But um, I think, like I said, it's my experiences that have shaped me to kind of have the things from a different perspective now. The 14-year-old me is not the same as the 38-year-old me. Oh, that's a good thing. And, um, Evolution. I, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and I just think with my experience so long, young, like, like, you know, this little girl, eventually, you know, she may do a turnaround and become a better person. I ain't always been focused in on my game. You know what I mean? It took some time for me to get here. I was a, I was a parent. But I don't even really know if I was operating like a mother until I got in, in my late 20s mm. to my oldest son. I had the opportunity to be a mother with my youngest son, but not my oldest one. Yeah, that's, that's growth. And, and, and Henny, you're the one, the only one married out of, out of both of us. How important is dating? How how often did you and your wife date before y'all made it official? Well, you know, I was a broke nigga back then. Like, <laughs> I was, nah, 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 nah. I'm not laughing. I was dead greasy, you feel me? But she always, like Annette said, like, I couldn't take her on no dates and stuff like that. She wanted to date, but I'm like, nah, we can't do no dates. Like, you could come through and I cook something because, you know, I had the food stamp card. You feel me? So I couldn't go nowhere. You know, I had Kualizi. So I'm I'm telling her all of this up front. You know what I mean? And, And she was with that. She took that. So I told her from the rip, like, yo, I'm gonna marry you one day. And Time went on, time went on, time went on, and now look. Hey, speaking of that, I'm, speaking of that, I'm glad you said that. I, I got this question myself. I don't know if I asked you. Like, when when guys find that person, do they know? Did you ever feel like, yo, I, this bro, is the one? I knew, I knew. Yeah. Like, I was clubbing every weekend, like every weekend, trying to bag something, trying to smash something, like every weekend, you know, because I'm single, doing what I want to do, right, and. When I was at my lowest point, like I was super low, and she always was there. So, and my my heart was like, "Nigga, you better marry her." And not only that, it was like like my checklist. Like she, all her, but uh, my criteria for my checklist, she checked them all. So that's when I knew. Yeah, because I always heard that. I heard like your guys know. When they found yeah, like, you know, I knew. You get the feeling. Even, even, even when it was like, like she said, shaky time where you 
I you coming through on the weekend, so we we doing what we do. And even me, I'm like, damn, this getting old. You know what I'm saying? Like I, I need to save up some bread or do something so I can make her feel like she's the one. You know what I'm saying? Right. And Build a future. I, yeah, I, I couldn't do it. <laughs> Wow. Yep. I think that's so dope. Like, that is super cool. At least you can be transparent about where you were. That's growth, too. Yep. I mean, guys, you know, don't really say that they didn't have it to take somebody on a date. And that's the part in the relationship that yep. people forget. The, the truth. Like, if you don't have it, say you don't have it. And if she's a real one, she'll understand. Yeah, like, it's been times. I told you this before, Aunt, but OG don't know this. It's been times where she'll come through. And she like, you hungry? I'm starving. You feel me? I'm like, nah, I'm good. And then I only thing that could make me ask her for something, I say, just bring the henny to her. You know what I mean? Because at the end of the day, we both going <laughs> You feel me? Like, right. it's like, it's like, it's for me, but we both going drink it. And it ain't like, I'm just bringing him henny and I got to watch him. You know what I mean? So it was like, it's right. both of us. So if I would have said, bring me something to eat and she bring me something to eat, like, I didn't... I felt less of a man, even though I had her buy me the Henny a couple of times. But I, I never asked her to buy me nothing to eat. She even offered, like, lunch and all that. And I, I denied every one of them. And hey. then wow. when, I, when I got, when I felt like I was moving and shaking and I, and I had some, I went to the mall. I said, get whatever you want. But, you know, it was like sneakers or a pocketbook or something like that. But I said, get whatever you want. Hey, that that's I like honestly, you know, out of, out of all the people I know out there, any is this like gave me hope that I, I know I am gonna get married because I know what the spot he was in, you know, during the rough, the rough times before, you know, and and I plus I know what type of person he is, and for him to get married, when I found out, like, I was like, yo, that's crazy. <laughs> like, he told me, that's crazy. Like, yeah, that, that, that's growth. That's real growth right there. Like, Henny yeah, is like a real is. growth story because I know I didn't see this coming because you know other conversations we had. But uh, right. I didn't see it coming. I think that's super cool. Um, what I was gonna say is, you know how most girls say that they dream their wedding. I've never done that. Like, you know, I don't know if I'm just hard on myself, but sometimes I've been like, yo, I think I'm gonna just be the auntie. Well, see, that's the thing. <laughs> like, you can't, you can't uh, speak that. You can't speak that. You can't speak that. I mean, I know, but I'm just being like, I'm really being serious, like. I never had, like, said, oh, my God, I dreamed that I had this big, huge wedding or this wedding or, like, I, I haven't done it. I, I got everybody talk about it. I got a question for you. Okay. Have you ever, I don't know if you dating or talking to someone or communicating I, communicating is texting to me. Like, I, we just talk, we communicate. I don't know if you're doing any of that. But have you ever been talking to someone and, let's say, out of five things that you're looking for in a guy, he has three and a half to four. And the fifth thing is something that you can deal with, like uh, he ain't got it. Hopefully he'll get it or it's cool that he don't have that. Like what what type of flaws will you deal with and won't deal with? I don't really know. Hey, like, hey, I don't, hey, you hey, know and, and it, and it. Hold on, yeah. Henny. That was a good question, but don't ask that because somebody asked her that question. So after we finished talking to her, asked the questions. That's crazy. That's a question somebody sent there for. <laughs> oh, for real? Yeah. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. See, the love doctor. Look at me. Look at yeah. the love doctor. Yeah, I happened to look at it while, while you was explaining. I went to the questions. I had to stop. I'm like, oh, that's one of the questions somebody asked that. Yeah. Oh, I, I, I. It was, but um, 
I don't know, man. I I I really feel. I really feel like um. It's someone for everybody. yeah, somebody for like, everybody, and, and no, I, it may you you may not one of y'all either or one of y'all might go to Myrtle Beach, the other one might go to fucking New Jersey, anywhere, and you might meet somebody. In your mind, you might be like, "Oh, I'm gonna just holla at him or holla at her whenever I come in town or whenever I'm bored at the crib." But that chemistry y'all got and all that—that that might be the one. You know, I'm, like you never know. <laughs> but hey, but do you? But, but do I'm you, laughing. But do y'all feel? Do y'all feel that love really comes when you're really not looking for it? Because I don't think that the state Henny was, and I don't think yeah, Henny was looking for love. It. I don't think he was looking for love, but it nah, happened. I wasn't. Yeah, I think it happened. I think it comes when you really not expecting. Man, I, I wasn't looking for it a few times. That shit came and broke my damn heart. See, see, your, <laughs> hey, it might have been luck. Hey, it, it might have been lust. Hey, <laughs> I think I was telling you about this a, a couple of months that yeah. we were just casually having a conversation. Yeah. And I was like, you know, like last year this time, man, I was sick. I was hard working like a mother. I ain't even gonna lie. Like, I had this. Got out of a relationship a couple of months before that. I really thought I had met somebody that was straight up official and a hunter with me. Like, you know, yeah, that shit was a slop, man. My heart was broken for for a while too. I ain't even gonna front. I'm a so, believer I mean, in everything happened <laughs> for a reason. Yeah. I said that I was gonna turn into a savage, man. Like I was. No, your savage days alone. No, 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 no. I had a whole leave, It is what it is, but you know, 
I just say like in my in like speaking with some guys that I eventually become friends with, a lot of them be like, Well, I thought you just wanted a man to buy you everything or you was a bougie girl. I'm nothing like that. Like I'm one of the most humblest people that you could ever meet. Like anybody close to me will be able to tell you like I'm not that person. I don't know why people think I am. Like I'm not boastful. None of that. Like I'm the total total opposite. We get the shirt off my back. We'll do the same for a friendship, relationship, family member. Like when I love, I love hard. So I don't know where they're getting these ideas it, from. Maybe because I used to date the type of guys I dated back in the day. But I mean, I was settling because I felt I had to because I had a kid and people like guys my age they didn't have kids. I didn't feel like that their family would want them to date me. So I went through that stage, you know, just hearing conversations from other people in high school, like, yeah, old boy like you, but uh, his mom was like, he can't talk to you because you got a baby. So I just started settling, you know what I mean? You know what, and I, I think I know where, where all the stigma and people will prejudge you from. It's two things. You light skin and you a brewing. That brewing stigma. That brewing stigma, man. That's what it is. But... I mean, I can't help how I look, you know? Like, <laughs> I can't help that. I don't feel like it's, I mean, a complexion don't make someone better than the next or anything. Oh, no, I was it's joking. It. I was I joking. Yeah, I was way. joking. I was joking on that. But... Yeah, like, but, you know, people really be thinking that. Like, I, I, I have a friend that I'm really, really close and tight with, like, my sister that I met in college, and she actually made a comment to me, you know I don't like light-skinned girls. And I was like, girl, let's just go to the cast. And from that day forward, because I didn't fall for that craziness, we have been really tight. And it's funny because we be laughing about it. Mm. But it's women out there that just feel like light-skinned girls are the devil. Men too, you know, or vice versa. Yeah, yeah. For whatever reason. But, like, I'm cool. I'm a cool person. I mean, I've had my bricks thrown out. I've done some crazy stuff in the past. I ain't always been as friendly as I am. But, like, 2020, I'm cool. I'm humble. I'm laid back. I don't have time for the nonsense. I think 2020... Every now and then I say something sarcastic, but, you know, that's about it. I think 2020 is home with a lot of us. <laughs> you know. Yeah. This year. Um, and, and I hate to go back to it. So, so when you're 14, and, and, and what, were you in high school or something when you got pregnant? Um, yeah, I was actually uh, summer, uh, end of my ninth grade year going into my 10th grade year. Okay. I was going back to school pregnant. Mm-hmm. Okay, so for 14 years old, end of, end of the summer... You just find out you're pregnant. Like, what was going through your mind at that time? Like, what, what, like, how? Oh, dude, I was in denial. I was probably almost four months before I found out I was pregnant because I was so tiny. I probably was only like a book 15, and I wasn't showing her anything. And in my mind, it's ridiculous as this may sound. I thought the world was going to come to an end before I had a baby that young. Like, you know, but to be honest with you, like, um, just to kind of touch bases with my background, like I said, I, I came from a family where my, my grandparents on both sides, maternal and paternal, had my parents when they were very young. Like, my dad, mom, had him at 14. My mother's mother had her when she was 15. So, as I began to, like, kind of pray and talk to God, like, I feel like it was just, it was on me. It was a generational curse. Like, it was bound to happen to somebody, and it had to happen to me because God knew I could handle it. Right. So, you know, it is what it is, but... They, they, you know, they're, both of my grandmothers went on to do good things and be successful at their businesses and wives and things like that. So, I mean, their story is not my story because we're very different. 
But I was in denial. I was embarrassed. Um, people were picking on me. Like, I went through a lot of resentment about my decision to have premarital sex. Like, even in the church, I wasn't allowed to do certain things. Certain people weren't allowed to hang with me. When I had my kid, nobody came to the hospital but probably my older sister and my aunt. Like, my little cousins were not allowed to come up there. Especially in you the nineties. Especially yeah, in the nineties back in the days, it was so taboo. People, people, if you had, if you had a a teenager, a teenage woman, a girl who had a baby back then, like it was crazy how they looked at you back then in the nineties. And it's crazy that the church would turn on you like that because it's. Cr- I hear so many stories about that. The church supposed to be the place supposed to comfort you, and um. Try to give you some guidance, even though you made that mistakes, because, you know, even the Bible says that God forgave. So it's kind of crazy how church people treat you when you go through certain crises, man. And the crazy thing is, some of them was the result of a teenage pregnancy. It's like, how dare you? You know what I'm saying? Like, how dare you point fingers at me when even if you weren't pregnant, some of them were doing some crazy stuff like. <laughs> I got this thing where sometimes me and my grandma will get into it. She was like, well. Why did y'all do such and such and such? And I'm like, Grandma, you act like you never drank a drink before. Like, don't forget that you battle with some things. Like, we all have battles. Right. You know what I'm saying? Nobody's exempt from a, a a lesson at all. Like, you know, but it was hard. It was hard as shit. I ain't even gonna lie. And I think I had talked about this um, when my son graduated. How I went, I took him to a doctor one time, and one of the doctors at the um, at the office said to me that my son would be. Um, living on poverty and below, well, below poverty level because I did not give him a home that existed with a married family with the man and a woman married. Wow. And I stopped going, I stopped taking him to the doctor. I was so embarrassed, I would make his grandmother take him. And then I had, like, two teachers in high school that made comments about people being pregnant. I'm pretty sure they heard the rumor and then tried to embarrass me out loud. Um, One in particular made a comment about, somebody being pregnant and I kind of just spazzed out and got kicked out of class but she ended up being really close to me and she became my homebound teacher because back then when you had a baby you you could be out I think it was like six weeks and have a teacher come in your house or whatever so I ended up going from basically barely passing to top of my class just about like well not top of my class but in the top like as far as making excellent grades and honor roll and awards and things like that and then like the whole entire time which is weird you know anytime they had like anything for homecoming i won homecoming princess even when i was pregnant like nobody knew i was pregnant but i still won up and then i won homecoming queen and everything after i didn't ask for that people actually voted for me so it was some people that was rooting for me all along even though other people were still kind of down on me i had good people in my corner that believed in me you know, and my mom and my grandmother are my, man, they are my rock. Without them, I don't know what I would have done different in life. And they were going to make sure that I went to college. They're like, oh, yeah, you know, your son, dad, he going to college first, but you're going to go too. Like, it was no other option. They was like, yo, you're getting out of here, you got to make a better life for you and your son. That's, and I mean, I did some crazy stuff in college and I almost lost it, the opportunity. But when I got that focus, I was like, yo, I got to do this for my son. And then I instilled the same thing in him, you know? Hey, that, that's that's a good thing. Like you, Henny, me, we we all did some crazy things, but I think, I think like you said, we we had to go through that stuff. So as we get older and maybe younger people or people see our lives, we can't we can't tell people how to go if we never been through nothing. It would be fake. But, 
Yeah, it would be it would be fake. So uh, a lot of us have went through some 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 tough things. Uh, Handy went through some tough things. I went through some tough things. We probably never talked about yet, but you know, and and you your journey like it's it's a reason. It's a purpose behind it. If you stay strong, because your your life is a testimony to somebody else who's younger who might need to see a way to get out. And you can't tell them yeah, how to true. you can't tell them how to do it if you never been through it. You know what I mean? That social media mentality. It's a lot of people who never went through nothing, just having opinions on everything, and I hate it. I hate, I hate it with a passion. Like it's some people that we we just know. Like you know, off there, you know that nothing like that. They have nothing to say, but they have these opinions, these rational, crazy opinions on stuff that they know nothing about. And I think that's one thing I hate about social media. They get everybody opinion just to talk about stuff they don't even know. You know. Right, I think that's what really upset me about that 14-year-old. It's like all these people giving opinions about something they ain't experienced. What if you were 14 and pregnant? Would you be okay with niggas hollering at you? Right. Probably so. Or if you were 14 out here running the street, and maybe the people closest to you just couldn't reach you for whatever reason. Like, what exempt you from having, or what makes you even verify to have a, a conversation about a girl you don't even know nothing about like dude girl like that that it burnt me up you know what i'm saying like i, I was just like wow all these opinions but i guarantee you if the curtains were pulled back half of these people would be in a ditch trying to bury themselves yeah. If people knew what the hell they did when they were her age. Oh, people that's going through stuff now. A lot of people are, are in denial of the stuff they're going through now, and they, they laugh at other people to try to hide their pain. You know? Right. Um, a question I want to ask you and Henny, because even, even with that, with the 14 year girls, like, you know, it's still more sad at times than Wilson now. We're seeing young kids getting murdered. You know, Justice for Tyleek, little baby Cannon got murdered. Um, how do y'all feel? Both of y'all have sons. And, uh, how do y'all feel about what 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 took what's been taking place in Wilson lately with this gun violence? I think that is is very unfortunate and it's very sad. Um, you know, seeing RP Tommy Don is actually a family member of mine on my father's side, um, a distant cousin. For me, that's when that situation happened, and I and I got a phone call and said that a, a young guy was killed in Wilson. I text my son first of all. I'm like, where are you? He was like, I'm at home while I was something like, you know, somebody in our family was murdered. You don't really know them, but, you know, we're related to them. But to be honest, even if the, when I receive a call like that, it's two things I'm thinking about. What is the possibility of my son being the one that's killed? Or what is the possibility of my son being the one that committed it? Mm. Because it only takes a split second for somebody who has a same mind to lose it and snap out and not realize anything that has taken place. I see it so many times. Not talking about either one of those situations, but in particular, like my grandma has this thing that she says, it's just the grace of God that keeps our minds stable enough so that we're not on the news. And I believe that. And I think about sometimes like when you're going through and you have things going on and it's just like you're on the edge and you may be a person that has like a good, reputation, good job, good background. I mean, we see it on the news, too, where people go in and do something crazy. 
And it's like, oh my God, that guy was a nice person. This person was a nice person. But it's just manipulation of the enemy. It could happen to any of us. You know what I'm saying? Like, I think it's terrible for one. There's not enough things for the kids to do in Wilson. You know, I can remember when my brother proposed a grant for some type of youth center. And instead of them giving a grant, no offense to the Whirly Gig, they gave it to the Whirly Gig thing as opposed to a program to help kids have something to do from people who have actually been these kids in hood environments or circumstances. Because, again, it goes back to the fact that people who have an experience what these kids are experiencing, um, experiencing may not be able to reach these kids. They, they may reach them, but it's something about empathy as opposed to sympathy that kind of just right. gets you where you need to be. So I think it's unfortunate. I don't think it's fair. I think it's terrible that these families are having to go through the loss of their loved ones due to, you know what I mean, bad decisions in regards to the little five-year-old. I don't really know what takes place, but I know my son was very hurt because he knows the guy who has been um, charged. Well, well, charged, I wouldn't say convicted, but he hasn't been convicted. But the guy that was charged, he has actually hung around him and a, a couple of others. So he was heartbroken thinking, like, what in the world would make this individual be somebody totally different who I know him to be. You know what I'm saying? So when things like that happen, it doesn't only hurt the family who lost the person, it hurts the family who knows that this person really isn't who everybody think that, thinks that they are. Right. And right. I think I wrote about that too, and I was like, you know, do do mothers know that, that their kid is going to grow up to be a murderer? Nine times out of ten, we don't. It doesn't make it right. I think there needs to be something in place immediately for these kids in Wilson. I work for a foster care agency. Majority of the referrals for these kids in the juvenile justice program, and I work on in East Carolina, like in Greenville, New Bern, and all those places, working out. Majority of these placements of kids that are moved, removed from their home in the, um, in the Department of Juvenile Justice are coming from Wilson and working out. Mm. That's so sad. Yeah, it is. It is a lot of crime around here. How did how did you take that, Henny, with the 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 young man who got murdered? It was unfortunate, and you know, my son ain't as old as her son, so you know, I couldn't call him. He was here anyway, but it's just an unfortunate situation, man. It's crazy. Gunplay, gun violence is crazy. Yeah, because even the the five year old child too that uh got murdered. Um, it's a crazy situation, and and I just wish, you know, once again it goes to social media. I wish people would just stop talking about it, and and I don't actually think it's cool where people keep trying to reference other stuff because they they feel like it's a lot of people that feel like um the the little Caucasian boy. Cannon, they feel like he's getting more publicity, which he is more than Talib, because we haven't seen her nothing about. Tyleek's murder, which was very unfortunate, also, and uh, they keep trying to compare it to other stuff that happened, like yo George Floyd, y'all was marching, like yo that's that's still bad. Don't compare it to nothing. Kid, two kids getting murdered, little kids getting murdered is bad enough. Like I don't understand why people just just leave it alone and let these people parents grieve, man. I don't know why everybody got to put their opinions on it and compare it to other stories. No, two people got murdered, man. That's that's all we need to know. You know what I'm saying? To sense his acts of violence and. Just, just leave it alone. Just leave it alone right there. Um, of course, people that, that know the shooter's family. Of course, um, as I heard a lot of people saying that he he was not that way, and and I don't. And nobody really knows the story, of what really happened, or how that happened. But we do know 
exactly. a kid ended up dead. You know, that's that's more important. The kid ended up dead, but we don't know how it happened. But like you said, man, a bad decision, one split bad decision, you could be the, the best person ever, and it can cost you, man. Yeah, I I I can't remember times when I was at here wilding out fighting and stuff. That, you know, I would have so much going on internally that as soon as somebody did something to me on the outside and I would get in a fight and I would just really literally blank out and not even remember what the hell I just did. So when people say, oh, my God, I didn't know I killed this person, I can believe it because sometimes when you have so much going on and like I said earlier, you get on the edge of things and some stuff happens, you really don't know. You're not yourself. You know what I mean? It's no excuse. Because, I mean, that's when you're supposed to seek help when you start feeling the way that you do. This is why another thing, which is probably kind of off the subject, but I think is important as um, black people, we continue to embrace therapy. Um, it's important. A lot of us need it. We needed it long before um, we became adults. Right. But I think at some point in time, you know, we have to face these monsters and deal with them. Or we will see a lot more many more incidents like this. Yeah, we we all I think all black people who probably came up the way we did uh, suffer from some form of post traumatic stress disorder. Yeah, and it was keep it on the low, keep it in the house, or talk to the pastor. Right. You know what I mean? I, I told That's how I was raised. I don't know about you guys. Yeah, it, I think all of us. Yeah, yeah, I think all of us. Um, but it's time to break that, like you said earlier, break these generational curses and. And Steph, especially for y'all to have kids and me, future kids, I, I don't want it to be like that. I don't want nothing to be held in or hidden from not, nobody, really. Yeah. You know that? Right. So, and then before we get into these questions, around these questions, what, what would you have to say to a young girl who may have been in your situation right now that may be listening, like a young teenage girl who, um, in school, high school, uncertain, and she just got pregnant and she doesn't know what to do? What, what would you say to that young woman? First and foremost, I would tell her to develop some type of faith. You know, I can't tell her to believe in Jesus Christ because I don't know what her purpose will be. But I would say to find some type of faith or a way to meditate or some type of way to be able to balance your feelings because it is a situation where you can be on an emotional roller coaster and feel like you're by yourself. Um, so I think the first thing is to like kind of realize that, you know, you have another life to take care of that depends on you and every action that you have at this point will be reflective upon, you know what I'm saying, your kids. Um, I would say to her that, you know, it's not the end of the world. You can either, basically, what they say, barbecue and meal do. You can either make the best of it or you can just make it take you down and kill who you are. Um, I think everything we experience in life is for somebody else. You know what I'm saying? Like like we're talking right now about what, what advice I would give to her. I would just say, you know, get in a place where you realize that you are responsible for this kid and you have to do whatever it takes to be a provider, uh, to be able to help this kid mentally and to be able to mold this kid so that maybe they won't make the same decisions that, you know, that that person decided to make. For me, my success story felt like, hey, if my son made it out of high school without a baby, I would be happy. I would feel like he broke the curse. You know what I mean? My oldest one, of course, I got my youngest one coming behind him, which is, he is totally opposite, and he is off the chain. <laughs> but, um, you know, different, different kids. But I would also say to her, you know, like like I just said, you know, what you decide to do in life is going to be reflected upon, upon the kid that you choose to raise. Like, you can either take what's thrown at you and make the best of it, or you can just fall down. And... I think that it's important to push and not even really worry about 
what anybody has to say. Because I know for me, like, a lot of times I would make decisions, and then some of my family would come back and tell me I'm wrong. Like, with my oldest son now, I would say, um, when he got older, my mom would make comments, like, call him and make his doctor's appointment. Or you need to ask him, do he need his clothes washed? And I'm like, yo, y'all did everything for me. He's a man. He has to grow up to be a provider. So... For me, I teach him to be a provider. Like, dude, you need to make your daughter's appointment. I'm not calling nobody for you. You 23, if you can go put some girls, you can pick up their phone and call and make your daughter's appointment. Right. Like, I don't baby my boys. I teach them to be providers. I can never teach them how to be a man, but I can tell them what a woman doesn't like in a man. You know what I'm saying? True. Right. My 10-year-old, he gets out the car and he pumps the games. My 23-year-old didn't do that at his age. That's because I didn't instill those things in him. So it's always a learning it's always going to be a learning curve. What you may do for one kid, you may have to do different for the other. That's but it. when it comes to my 23-year-old, I bond is totally different from me and my 10-year-old. Hey, that's um, a- my 10-year-old, he don't give a fuck. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that's a good- but he's a provider already, you know what I'm saying? Hey, that's a good point right there. That you know, Henny, I want. Well, I don't know Henny because you know your your daughter's kind of still young. But I want to ask both of y'all that because. You know, I've, I've dated women with kids, and I can, I can answer that in that way. But you two, you know, I have kids. Do y'all really believe that parents have a favorite child? Not saying they don't love both of them the same way, but they might can't want it now. Because I'm going to be honest. I know my I think my younger brother is my mind. I done told her before, and she, all she did was laugh. So I was like, you know what I'm saying? She didn't want to tell me. But, like, I believe that, you know, your parents have a favorite child. Do you two have kids? I believe, I believe so, but... Right now, I don't have a favorite. You feel me? Yeah. I, I can say he's my favorite son and she's my favorite daughter. I can say that. Right, right. My mom, I know for sure she got a favorite. I know for sure. <laughs> and it ain't me and I'm the oldest. Hey, that, hey that's what I say too, Hitty. I'm the same way. The same way. It's my brother, man. I think for me, it's seasons where I may favor one child. More than the other. Not that I love anyone. No doubt, we definitely appreciate you coming on, but we got to ask you these five questions before you get up out of here. Well, no, you actually had six. Okay. All right. Oh. The first okay. person, the first person asked, and for some reason, everybody left their name anonymous. They didn't want to give their name, so one person asked, "Who is your biggest influence in life, and why?" Um, my biggest influence in my life is my mother. Um, she um, I would say her because I think she's one of the strongest people I know, and maybe I'm biased because everybody seems to think that their mom is a big influence for the most part. Um, but I say her because when my mom decided to leave my father when my brother and I were four and five years old and moved to North Carolina, because technically we stayed in Italy, then we moved to Virginia, then we came to North Carolina, but I'm not one of those people that rent where I had a been but a few years. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I claim Wilson, um, but... Long story short, when she walked away from that relationship, she never picked up another one. Mm. And my mother is in her 60s. And she has solely made her life about me, my brother, and my sister, and her grandchildren. And I think that says a lot about who she is because a lot of women are not okay with being by themselves. She's proven to me that it is okay to be by yourself. 
But I don't want to be by myself. You know what I mean? I respect her. I appreciate her grind. I appreciate how hard she has gone for us and just the love that she has for us because she doesn't have to share it with anybody else. Um, but I think she's put herself on the back burner for a lot of people, just not 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 only us, but like siblings and different things like that. Um, and I just respect her a lot. And what my mom say, even as an adult, it means a lot to me. When we're upset with each other, it hurts my feelings. I have to call her back 30 minutes and apologize, even if I think she's wrong. But um, one thing I like about my mom is that she believes in me. Even when I'm not right, she'll check me on it. But then she'll come back and say, you know what? You've already experienced something worse. Let's get it. You'll be all right. And I like that because I got friends that don't even have a bond with their mother at all. You know? Right. All right. Right. Okay. Right. Question number two. What was your motivation to keep pushing as a young single mother? Um, my kid, like, Tay. Tay was my motivation. The fact that I was off at school and hearing rumors that I was stripping and I was taking was and taking care of him. I was dumping him off on my grandma and my mama. Which I wasn't always around, even on the weekends. I probably was partying or something, but mm-hmm. I took care of my boy. You know what I mean? Like, at the end of the day, I wasn't always present, but he didn't go without anything. Um, so I would say he is my motivation. He is one of my biggest fans. I am one of his biggest fans. And I think if I did not have him, I wouldn't be who I am today. All right. Okay. Uh, number three, where do you see yourself in five years? I see myself on some millionaire type stuff, homie. <laughs> <laughs> No, for real, like, I, I really want to build my brand. Um, in five years, I would like to basically be able to offer consultation services to women who are not, um, I would say, I wouldn't say who are not, but who need assistance, like building businesses or just motivation. I want a consultation services for that. And then I would like to own my own counseling center for every teenage girl. All right. Okay. Speaking into us, and I see that that's that it goes in with this next question too, and what we, we was telling you, me and Henny was telling you, as, as excited as you was right there saying how you wanted your business to be and you say you want a family, uh-huh. you gotta be excited about the, the man you wanna speak into your life. Oh wow. <laughs> Do I have to you, you, you say you say you wanted to be married, you say you wanted a family, you gotta be excited just as excited as that. All right. Okay, okay. Number four. What uh- this person asked, what type of men are you into? I mean, a little bit of third, a little bit of intelligence. I'm <laughs> <laughs> um, excited together. Um, a real transparent person like me, like, he got to be able to match my energy. He can't be intimidated by who I am or where God will eventually take me. Because I feel like, I don't know, I, I can't really... Well, I'm going to say, I feel like God is going to have a platform for me because there's a lot of girls that need me, and I realize it, but sometimes I am taken back by that, by just, you know, being in a small area where you hear things people say, nobody never wants to let go of your past to see who you are currently. Um, but he definitely has to be strong, and, and the top thing for me is he will have to love my kids as they are his own. Right. I would never be in another relationship where I feel like the relationship is on the left and the kids are on the right. Right. Very important. Okay. Number five, mm-hmm. what are deal breakers when dating? Um, deal breakers when dating. Uh, insecure. Uh, no ambition. 
Um, liars. Uh, I don't really have like a look or a type or anything like that, but I mean, he can't be like, uh, Come on, everybody got a type. It's something. It's something <laughs> that you like. Be, yeah. He can't be an older or nothing like that. Now he got to be cute a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> he got to have a nice smile. He got to have a nice shoe collection. That's good. So, oh, so he can be an ogre but have a nice shoe collection, and that's good. Oh no, 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 no ogre. <laughs> like regardless, I need him to have a nice shoe collection because I, I really like shoes. But it ain't I like that. Now, see that. See now, I'm kind of confused about that. Now, why? Why you really want him to have a nice shoe collection? Like, so you want to? Smoke? Like, we gotta yeah. be able to relate to that. So when he get those, see those packages arrive, he don't have nothing smart to say about it. So, so what would you see? What if, what if, what if he used to be a shoe head, but yeah. you know he he don't he don't care about it no more. He still can relate. Oh, I didn't say sneakers specifically. Like he can have some nice business shoes too. I like all types of shoes. Now and that. You're not gonna what? find you're not gonna find a thug that's uh whatever you said, thuggish and, 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 and a manly man that loves your kids and all hey, that. You no, know, I haven't already found one that's similar. Nah, yeah, not with no Stacey Adams, man. <laughs> not up. I, I anything. You you're making your own interpretation. Nobody said, you said anything about Stacey Adams. Yeah. <laughs> I did not say Stacey Adams either. No, listen, sneakers. I didn't specifically boots. say. I'm just joking about the shoes, really, to be honest. I was just okay. joking. But, no. uh, yeah. I mean, guys wear dress shoes and sneakers. Yeah, yeah. My yeah. son does. Yeah, yeah. So, so, yeah. You, so the man you dating. Go, go ahead, Henny. Your son is also a Kappa. That's flavor. Like, they're going to they gonna flavor it up with, with everything. You know what I'm saying? I got dress shoes. But what I was interpreting when you said. When these packages come, niggas not ordering like yo. I gotta order these Stacey Adams or I gotta order these. Man, nobody's ordering Stacey Adams. Man, you sound like an old man up here. <laughs> now, 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 oh, now your age showing him. Your age it, showing. You gotta say something besides the You could have said some Aldo shoes. Stacey Adams. And then so so so. He, you think he has a, a dope shoe collection? This, this guy, this, this, you know, saying this guy. I'm just, I was no, I'm just, just asking. Joking about no, that. no, I just asked him. Bring a scenario. So this guy, his name is Jeffrey. You, you talking to him? He, he has a dope sneaker collection. So one day y'all going out on a Saturday, he, he pulls out a pair of Team Jordans. What are you doing? If he pulls out a Team Jordan, Team Jordans, not the retros, right? What are Team? No, Jordan? Team Jordans are. are <laughs> Are the Jordans that are not really Jordans, but they got the Jordan sign on them? Oh, baby, them ain't the right ones, but we're gonna get you some right ones. <laughs> <laughs> baby, them, them ain't the wrong. Put them back. Put them back, baby. <laughs> Nigga got the jump mans on. Yeah. Oh, man, yeah, that just be tricky. Nah, I mean, I'm not that critical, because, I mean, the man might got some jump mans, but he may be financially stable. Emotionally right. stable, you know what I'm saying. I'm just really like joking about the shoes because y'all know I like shoes. I don't but know. It's not a deal but see, 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 if you bring out a pair of jump mans, you know what I'm saying he might be financially stable, but then he he had a corniness factor about him. Do you, you like yeah, corny dudes? What if he got a? I, I have. I, never mind. I ain't even gonna say what I wanted to say. <laughs> it might be no, speak your truth. Speak yeah, your truth. we got to speak our truth up here now. No, I, I can't really say it for, for legal reasons at this point. But oh, okay. I've dealt with some corny ones. <laughs> Very corny. Like, you, dealt with, you dealt with a, 
a team jump man. <laughs> I ain't gonna say he's a team jump man, but he's definitely a corn ball. Square, L7. Uh, How the old head say L7. Square. You dealing with a Stacey Adams nigga, huh? <laughs> he might. He might got some Stacey Adams. Oh, he man. He just might. All right, so the last question. Number six. <laughs> number six. <laughs> Would you move in with someone you are dating? Hell no. I'm never doing that again. Hey, I agree with you on that one. I'm with you. I'm definitely with no. you on that one. <laughs> uh, the only way I would move in is if we got a wedding plan and we had a movie. Okay, yeah, yeah. That's, all, that's, the only way I'm, that's the only way I'm but ever nah, doing that again. I'm not checking up. You need to go home. I need to be able to go home when I feel like it. We, even if we spent a lot of time together, I still think it's, 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 it's important for him to have his own place and me to have mine. At this point, too old for that. Yeah, no, you y'all can't. Y'all need y'all space. Yeah, because then y'all be shacking up and then he going to have on a pair of shacks and they ain't going to be... Right, and then it's like, <laughs> I'm the type of person, I got an adult 23-year-old son and a 10-year-old, like, I'm not going to be in the house, like, getting it in. Yeah. Like, I'm not going to be in the house, like, getting it in with my kids in there. <laughs> that, no. Yeah, that, that... It's weird to me at this point. I ain't care one time, but it's weird now. <laughs> that was the, that was that brewing coming out of you like yo the kids already know what's going on you know we gonna have this. Uh, no forget that like, my, I, I got a lot of respect for my 23 year old and he got a lot of respect for me well both of them but you know yeah I got a grown man with a gun in my house though okay he can't pop a <laughs> nigga cause his mom getting popped <laughs> I don't know he might you, listen you getting popped because you want to get popped. Listen, that's enough of that. Kill. <laughs> and then, you know, and you know you know what they said on Baby Boy, Mama got to have a life, too. Exactly. Yeah, but me and her ain't the same. <laughs> I ain't playing no garden none of that. It ain't even no need for me to be at like her. Hold, hold up, so you don't no. want no garden? I mean, I don't like plants. There's nothing wrong with a garden, but what I'm saying is I'm not I'm not the character from that movie. <laughs> that's uh, the actress. Nah. Oh man, and it, 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 there was one last question that I received from Henny that he got from you. Um, how do you feel about men having kids not doing shit or the bare minimum for them, than having more kids and going above and beyond for the unborn kid just because they don't like the mother of their child that they that's already here? I've seen I've seen that before. I've seen that before. <laughs> but as I stated before, um, whenever I made a decision, I'm going to speak on me. Whenever I made a decision to have both of my kids, I made a decision with um, the thoughts of me having to take care of them regardless of who the father was going to be in their life. Like, whether he decided to step up or not, is still my responsibility. Now, what I will say, um, I've had to change my view on that with my youngest, uh, meaning that what I allow to happen with my older one, I ain't going for that shit these days. Like, dude, you help me make them, you go help me pay for them. Right. Simple as that. And I say that to say because one day they both have to grow up and become men. And I never want them to feel as though that they can take advantage of the situation because they feel the need to bust a nut. Like, that's kind of how I feel about it. These guys, I, I mean, I know some scenarios where people get mad and say, different things happen to turn them against somebody because the person chose to have a baby and maybe they didn't agree upon the person having a baby. But when you have a sex, a condom can break. Birth control is not always 99% accurate. Anything can happen. And when you make those decisions, you have to be accountable. Like, 
don't have no room for a man that don't do right by his kids. To a point blank, I'm not dating one that doesn't do right by his kids, and my kids' dads are going to do right by them. And that's pretty much why I don't, I don't agree with it at all. Mm. That's that. That, that, that's that's kind of crazy, yeah. But I, I've I've seen that before. I've seen where uh, some dudes do for one kid by another mother than more than they do for another one. Um, I, shit, I don't know what to say on it. <laughs> no, I'm not. I'm not in that position. I mean, it's kind of fucked I up. Mean, but uh, hey, I have two. I have two, and, and that is very accurate. And again, I, it's like I can't even. I can't even think definitely thank you for coming out man you, you definitely kept us uh very well informed hopefully that young girl or lady or even grown-up that's listening because you know it's a lot of grown-ups who still haven't you know healed from stuff that happened in their past that they may have had the same story similar to you hopefully you gave them you know some words some uh, wisdom that can give them some hope I, so. I got one more question before she go right okay have you ever thought about being like uh a mentor, like you know how the guys got big brother programs. I don't want to be nobody mentor. I, I mean, I'll talk to people, but I, I never want to be labeled as a mentor. Why not? Really? Because no, because it, of past situations, like the knowledge that you have. I mean, I, just me personally, because I used to be a mentor. I feel like the knowledge that you have, you can spread that to these younger girls. And let's just say you have three little girls. If you touch one of them, you know, your job is done and she's always going to remember you, you know, whether she's doing Well, I want right. to say, I, I just don't want to be called a mentor, Mike, well, because I think this? sometimes people get it twisted because it's like you become this person in somebody's life and people forget that you have flaws too. So as soon as they see you doing something they don't agree with, it's like you're not credible anymore. I've experienced that and it breaks my heart. And it has made me want to step away and not even, you know, be too involved. I'm dealing with it. You know what I mean? Trying to pick up the pieces to the puzzle. When I get the opportunity, though, to talk to girls or whoever, you know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm their friend that anybody can call and just basically put it on a, put it on the table. And I'm not going to be judgmental about it. And I'm not going to speak on anything that I haven't experienced, as I've said several times. Um, I wouldn't say that I want to be labeled a mentor. They can just call me OG. What about that? OGM. Have you ever took Have you ever took a girl under your wing when you was ripping and running? Like, took them under your Absolutely. wing? Absolutely. Like, oh, okay. Yeah, I did plenty of times, and honestly, I probably more so I was transparent about all the things that I was doing, so that they wouldn't know. Like, you know, people are nobody is without sin. Like, I am who I am. Although I was in situations doing things, I still pretty much had a solid backbone when it came to having my business. I've always been about, like, learning and, you know, reading and doing right by, like, trying to have a good job and, 
be focused in that perspective, but I haven't always been mature when it came to, like, like you said, ripping and running. Are you still friends with any of the ones you had under your wing? Yeah, I'm friends with, um, with some of them. Yeah. Absolutely. Oh, that's, that's that's a good thing. Um, do they have have you see that you had a positive effect in their life? Um, I mean, yeah, because I have friends that call me or like might text me um, and tell me that you know that something I said to them stood out and helped them along the way. And I mean, I do the same for people who help me because I never feel like I'm not able to receive what I put out. Um, but I do think sometimes when you are that person that everybody comes to, sometimes people forget that you need somebody to go to as well. True. So, you know, sometimes it's just not really that many outlets. Like, I feel like I, I spend more time trying to help my family and friends process things that they're going through. And I think I lack sometimes with having that shoulder for myself. Check on your strong friends. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I had a week like that this week, honestly, to be honest. Like, it just seemed like it was mishap after mishap, and I just kind of felt by myself. I didn't even go front. I got depressed. I didn't want to get out of bed. It's, it's been a tough week for me. Yeah, the um, question as well. Yeah, and I mean, the good thing about it, though, honestly, just talking to y'all tonight was, like, really helpful because I got an opportunity to kind of get things off my chest a little bit. It's therapeutic. Um, yeah, it was very therapeutic. So, I mean, I, I appreciate y'all having me. We appreciate uh, you for tonight. coming on. No doubt. We sure. definitely appreciate sure. you for coming on. Got to have you back. Before you go, plug everything that you got going on and plug your son's uh, T-shirt line. Oh, uh, yeah. My son is, um, he's 1K. I can't believe hitting you. I can't believe you know that, man. What the hell's going on, man? <laughs> hey, man. Y'all I mean, thought, what y'all thought I was gonna say? Period. Poo. Like the city girl. <laughs> hey, you are city girl in that too, now. So okay, that's, on the, next, that's the next time. Period. That's the next time she come on the show. I got a, I got a whole plethora of Oscar questions. <laughs> oh my god! So let me plug my son's shirt and his music. Okay. On Facebook, he's Devontae Hillier. Instagram is, I think it's 1K, 1K Tay. Um, he is currently uh, working on music projects. I think he just released a video a couple of days ago. He has a clothing line. He's a graphic designer. So he's going to have different um, designs for his shirt. 
But boy, sold out, the, sold out of his t-shirts for the most part in like two days. I'm so proud of him. Congratulations. Um, that's a- right. That's awesome. I told him it was good. Some people, you know, they do the school thing, get out, and they see something different. But as long as he's taking a high road and he's not on no bullshit, I'm good over here. Right. So, um... I sell lashes. I have color lashes, magnetic lashes, natural lashes, and 25 millimeters. Um, you can hit me on Facebook, Annette Hilliard, or Beauty by Annie Lynn, Instagram, Beauty by Annie Lynn, or I think it says OGN on Instagram. I don't currently have a website that is in the process, but I have been doing a couple of vendor events. Um, sometimes I kick it at the Black Sea Market. If you don't find me there, you can inbox me. Uh, we can choose a meetup time. I can also ship the products to you. I have a couple of um, pictures on both pages uh, of what I have, and I also sell headbands, and I am um, currently looking to probably do maybe five more people, and then I'll cut it off. Consultation for people who are interested in opening their lash business. Sometimes we tend to work with these um, vendors, and you don't know whether they're uh, verified or if they're just BSing. So I do have a verified list of vendors that I work directly with, so I can put you down for a fee. It won't be free. Um, there will be a free uh, a fee attached, but if you need anything in regards to any of that, hit me up. Um, and that's just pretty much it for me. Definitely okay. That's that's what's up. We definitely appreciate you for talking to us tonight, OG. Thank you. Oh, you enjoy your night. Thank you for having me. No doubt. You Anytime, OG Stacey Adams. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, sir. No, Stacey. Well, so Stacey Adams, okay. But hell, no, thank you. Okay. <laughs> hey, I know, I know you're sipping on something tonight. No, I got to I gotta wait until tomorrow. But I am going to enjoy um, one of, I saved some of this drink from a local girl from Wilson. Y'all know Shelly Sips and Shots? Yes. Shout out to Shelly. Shout out to Shelly. I do got a little, yeah, I got a little something in the stash from Shelly. Okay, okay. Sound like you got a lit weekend plan. Mm, nah, I'm going to relax and just chill out. I don't have a lot going on this weekend. Hey, you better stay social distancing, you know, and say stay COVID-free out here. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, before, right you go, about that. before we go, I got to ask you that question. Are you, you going to get the um, vaccine when it comes out? Do I now? Are you going to get the COVID vaccine when it comes out? I do not plan to. No, sir. Even if your job asks you to do it. I do not plan to. I pray to God that I'm my own boss by then. Yeah. <laughs> hey, there's, there's a couple more months, so yeah, speak it. Speak it. They claim yeah, it, I know, but I, I'm not really I'm not really too fond of that. I don't really know if that's safe for me. Um, but of course I do my research and I make the the, the decision about it when the time comes. Yeah, I don't think it's it's for me either. But um we appreciate you coming out. You know, uh, we hope your future endeavors be blessed and everything with your you. lashes, uh, your son and everything, your younger son, everything prosper. And you, you know, that story just keeps getting better and better. Thank you. I appreciate you guys. All right. Peace. All right. Bye bye.